Hey, you guys, this is the Anointed Sinners Podcast, again with myself, Jada Moses. Um, Anointed Sinners Podcast is about a sinner from a sinner first that's been anointed by the Holy One to do what I do. On this podcast, I typically just bring up topics to discussions that I think create good conversation around my walk with Christ and other people's walk with Christ. Um, yesterday, I posed a question on Instagram in regards to do you feel that attending a physical church location or being a part of a church is important to your growth in your walk of faith and um it brought up a couple good responses out of the whole 106 that saw my post and i got a solid six responses but it came out with a good variety of responses and good discussions from it um but i wanted to talk to the community that i'm surrounded by and see what their point of view is by, about that and who better to talk about this topic within our community than my husband, Brandon Moses. Hey, how's everything going? And my chocolate queen, Lanisha Owens. <laughs> That's weird. Everybody. <laughs> so um, where this question kind of came from, me being in the generation I am where I've seen technology grow, I have been taught from a very young age that going to a physical physical church location or having a church home is important to your growth in faith. And right now throughout COVID, most churches are not meeting in physical locations. It's moved to online pretty consistently. And within doing that, uh, in the season that me and my husband are in, we have not only tuned into various different online church services, but we also have um, built upon the community that we had from our previous church and have fellowship with them on a regular basis. Um, and for me personally, I have, I can't speak for my husband, he'll speak for himself, but I personally have seen more growth in my faith during this season of our life than attending a church physically or regularly. Um, and in discussing like my growth, I've talked to my parents about it and not saying that they disagree with it, but I think that for them, the significance of a church home really did play a part in what they think is their growth. And I, Lanisha is a good perspective because she is my best friend and we're not, we come from two different eras and uh, I would like to hear, you know, her perspective and what that seems like for her. And then my husband also grew up in a, to a different household than I have. So it's good to bring up the discussion just to see where it played a part. Um, a lot of people have, that I got the responses from understood once I explained the community factor um, that potentially have being a member or uh, regularly attending a physical location of a specific church not is not necessarily um, required for your growth in faith, but it takes a level of maturity to get to that point. So, um, Lanisha, what, what's your take on the question? Because I know we had our own separate conversation, but, you know, we've had, you know, a day to think about it. So what, what's your perspective on that? Um, I'd like to first address the elephant in the room. We are not from different eras. I am <laughs> older than you, ma'am. Okay. I am 33 years young. Okay. You Thank you. So pretty much I was, I had the opportunity just to kind of be in the middle. I was able to be 
raised, I guess, as a millennial in the sense where I grew up in the traditional scheme of having, you know, you go to the brick and mortar, you go to church every Sunday. And then I also was able to evolve and be a part of kind of the rise of technology where we go to church, you know, we have online opportunities. We have, uh, you can listen to church literally anywhere. You could be in your house, you could be on the road, you could be in the hospital, anywhere. And just having that accessibility, I've just been able to witness both aspects of it. Um, for me and my upbringing though, my, um, my upbringing was a little different because my mama was a minister in church. So I was in church <laughs> probably more than the normal person. I went to church on Sunday and I went to church on Wednesday for Bible study. And then we went to church on Saturday for Saturday morning prayer. And then we had, so it was a lot of church for me. Um, but that definitely laid the foundation to my walk and definitely was um, paramount in just shaping who I was and who I was going to become as a Christian. But I think the beauty of it is that I had the opportunity um, later on in life, I would say probably around like 19, maybe 20, to really grasp a relationship with Christ on my own, which is amazing because oftentimes, I think sometimes when you're raised in something, you kind of take it for granted and you don't have the opportunity to really gain a love from it. And I was able to really blossom into having my own relationship and my own walk with Christ and really have my own faith journey. And I think really the most important aspect of the whole thing is, you know, we, we go to church and it becomes a ritualistic religious kind of service. And for me, it got to the point where you had to realize that going to church was not necessarily going to make and be the end all be all of going. Yes. yes. You think that that, first of all, that's not your salvation. That's not what. Come on, preach it. <laughs> that is not what um, sort of defines your faith. Exactly. But I definitely think it is so paramount, so important building that foundation because your faith walk is all about intentionality and if your if your intentions are to build your walk with christ then yes of course it's wonderful to assemble and worship and be with other christians and be with other people that can sharpen and grow you but i think it's i think the real root of this issue whether or not you go to a physical building or whether you have community is really all about intentionality. I agree with that. And I would like to like clear the air that I do believe being a member or a regular attendance of church when you have not established your walk of faith is important. I feel like the church does a great job um, opening up the opportunity for people to learn about God and be in a safe place to grow with other people and meet people you probably would never meet within like your age group or people that are older than you that come from different demographics than you. I totally agree that church and being in a church regularly on Sunday, establishing that faith and then learning to walk that out is very much so important. Um, but can we, I would, my Brandon, 
for you, you made a very good point yesterday when we were talking about on our walk. There's a difference between like faith and a walk with faith. And I think you had explained it well on our walk on how like you've learned the difference over the course of like your adulthood. Well, what what does that mean? Because I think a lot of people don't under you know I feel like they think it's pretty churchy when people say a walk of faith and they don't know what that means. It's like you got have faith. What does it mean as a walk of faith? So how would you explain it in your experience? So faith versus like walk of faith. Yeah. So I mean your faith in um, your faith in, in God and Jesus is something that you can just have. You can just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian. I believe. But to me, your actual walk in faith is uh, the actual actions you take because any of us can come around and say, yeah, I'm a Christian and I've been one for, whether you've been one for 30 minutes or 30 years, but actually to go through your walk and to say, like, I seek knowledge from the Bible. I um, seek to help my fellow man. I seek to live to the Ten Commandments. I seek to say, you actually seek to um, actually live through the guidelines and, you know, kind of the rules of the Bible, but you actually uphold those Christian values and you seek to uh, improve on yourself, uh, help improve others, help uh, show others the uh, the passion and the side of God that we see from the gospel in the New Testament. So to me, that's what your, your walk in faith is and, and how you progress in that because everyone progresses in different ways. So, um, you know, some people want to volunteer that's the first thing they do as soon as they uh commit to a church and there's nothing wrong with this but you commit to a church and you can get baptized and then man i want to volunteer start next monday some people may never want to volunteer um but they still um they may like doing bible studies they may just like uh reading through the bible themselves pulling apart their uh their own understanding of it and being able to take that and being able to take that and uh, cross over that with, with what a pastor says in a certain sermon. So everyone's walk, their speed with it, that's different. But that's, to me, that's what your walk is. What about you, Lanisha? What do you think walk of faith to you means? Because I feel like everybody's version is different, and I love it that I have multiple perspectives as far as, like, everybody else's take on it. But what do you think walk of faith means to you? Um, I definitely agree. Um, with Brandon that um, there's a lot it's, it's a journey yes. That's literally it's, it's, and when you're going on a journey that's not necessarily in straight lines you know like there are ups and downs there are detours there are shortcuts there are uh, paths that you thought were great and then you know you figure out I done got turned around and I really don't know as much as I thought. Right. So that's what I feel like the walk of faith is. Yeah, I think like, like, it's right. a, oh, yeah, for sure. I think piggybacking off of like Brandon, like, yeah, faith to me is like, yes, you believe in God. But for me, my personal walk with faith is when I started to um seek God on my own beyond that Sunday service when you know I decide I, I found my heart to give or I found it in my heart to serve or I built you know I wanted to be in fellowship with other people or I wanted to read the Bible for myself. I feel like what that to me is like the start of your own walk of faith. And everybody's start is completely different. You some people, you know, end up just falling in love with volunteering and that's 
something they progress in as far as their walk of faith. They become a volunteer, and then they become a leader, and then, you know, they start their own Bible study groups. Like, they just continuously are growing in their walk of faith with that. Not to say that it's, like, one direction. They could branch off and do other things as well. Um, so I feel like for the improvement, which was what my um, well, growth, which was, like, I guess the key to my question yesterday is, do you think that, I think that, yes, initially, as um, as you begin your walk of faith and learning who God is, like, you need, in order for you to continue to grow, being a part of a physical location or attending regularly, virtually, is very important. But do you think that for some people, like, for me, it, it honestly is a question of where I am and how I can explain it best to, like, other people, because I feel like... Um, for uh, sometimes when I explain it to other people, they feel that not attending a physical church or being a member to a specific church, you can't grow that way. And I just like your walk of faith, nobody can tell you that, that your walk is necessarily wrong or too slow or you're doing too much. You know what I mean? It's it's personal. Um, but I mm-hmm. feel like for a lot of people, when I try and like relate to them on it, is that I have... I'm influenced. I search for other uh, pastoral influence through my walk of faith on a regular, and it's not determined, as you said before, by your location, like how far you can drive or how regularly you can attend. I can tune into just about anybody about just about any issue. So I feel like I still gain that um, pastoral leadership, but I don't feel that the necessary and and also community. I I gotta harp on this a lot that having a community of believers that are like-minded and that are studying the scriptures with me and encouraging me regularly or and challenging me regularly, I feel like that's the growth that I can get outside of a physical location or being attending to a specific church. And I feel like when you reach that level of maturity in your walk where not necessarily you can do it on your own because Life isn't supposed. God didn't design life to be done by by yourself. It's life is designed to be done with others. So, not necessarily a level of maturity where you think you've outsmarted the church and you can do it by yourself. But I feel that if you have reached a level of maturity where maybe the church home that you have been going to, maybe your whole life or for the past couple of years is like for me personally, I just got used to. The preaching style it just seemed the same 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 all the time and I just felt like I wasn't growing personally um at that specific church so that's why I decided to you know look for other churches when the pandemic happened so I couldn't keep you know attending physical locations to look for other churches so now I'm just doing it influenced by you know multiple different churches of like different preaching styles so I definitely I feel like you're really bringing up two very valid points when when what you're saying because i think it is definitely important and mature in your walk when you get to when you're a part of a ministry whether you've been there for 20 years or 20 minutes well let me not say 20 minutes but if you've been there for 20 years or maybe a couple years if you feel that you've sort of plateaued and you're saying okay god i want more i need more then i think it's awesome and mature to say okay it's time to seek elsewhere but I also think, I think, especially the younger generation now, I think we need to really wrap our mind around, okay, 
do we even feel like we need to be a part of a brick and mortar ministry like that we call our church home or can we just get what we need from other platforms you know what i'm saying i don't know babe. what do you think about that do you think that i mean i feel like we said we are in this in this episode we are bringing up two very, very valid points you know um but i think for me the quite the question is surrounded by growth in their faith and i feel like if you haven't established your faith then the you you can't grow because you haven't established it so for people that have not established their faith you need to be a part of a church it doesn't have to be a physical location but you have to be invested in a um or a member of a church and learn what your faith is first like point blank period i agree with that but if you have um, become more mature in your walk and you are looking for a new church home, I don't feel like I know for me, I felt the pressure of finding a new church home right after um, I did define that I've outgrown the church that I was at. You know what I'm saying? And yes. I don't okay. think that the pressure is needed. You know what I mean? I feel like because we have so many other um, pastoral leadership online that we have access to all the time. In the meantime, especially through COVID, can't shock out a church anyways. Um, go ahead and do it. But I agree that like, don't dwell in that for too long, I'd say, especially if you don't have a community. I feel like that's a very dangerous place where now you are leading yourself. You know what I mean? Um, because you're not in well, community with anybody. You're not a part of a church. You know, you kind of, kind of do it on your own, and that's not how. Like, I think there's a difference between community and leadership, though. You know, and I think sometimes that's where um, there could be a little bit of a disconnect. I think it's important to absolutely. I mean, community is so needed. Yes. You need you need like-minded individuals that you can grow with, that you can be accountable, that can be accountable to each other. And you let's not say community is your home. Not every part, not every friend is your community. That's literally what I was, that's one of the points I was going to make, like, that it's important that the people that are in your community, these are not just people that you get along with, these are people that can call you out. These are people say, hey, like, you said you were going to do this, and you said we're working on this, we gotta, we gotta stay on, you know, stay on task. Yes. But I think the danger that oftentimes, and I'm speaking more to the younger generation, is that we allow our community to be our church and our leadership. And I think we can't get we can't get away from the fact that that there is the leadership is necessary. Agreed. You know, like we, there are people that God has anointed and set apart specifically to to reach a certain sect of people, like a certain amount of people, those people are supposed to be reached by that level of leadership. I kind of look at it like, um, you can look at somebody like T.D. Jakes. Somebody would think, oh, well, he, you know, he's reached the pinnacle. No. God says in the word that you go from glory to glory. So even with him being in high regard in our eyes, even he needs leadership. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even even he meets community. So I think you got to have, it's a both and. You got to definitely have community, mm-hmm. but really have to have that leadership aspect in partnership with 
um, with that community. And that's where I do feel the benefit of being a part of a ministry is is wonderful um but as like you were saying i definitely agree that if that leadership is no longer feeding where you are then it's time to part ways absolutely so, so I'm, I'm gonna come in real quick and i'm gonna say first off did, did you just come for td jakes <laughs> did you really just do that because now you just crashed the whole podcast now no one's gonna listen to this i'm nah. saying a lot of people put him nah, on a pedestal I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding oh, uh, no, everybody needs leadership, you oh, know? I definitely, I agree with you there. Um, just because I like, I don't know if it's analogies, I, I like, you know, bringing things up to things that other people can relate to. So to me, a church is almost like joining a gym in a way. And if you've never been to the gym before, uh, if you just show up and you don't know what you're doing, you've never worked out a day in your life, the likelihood of this, of you sticking with this is really going to be uh, slim to none. So to that point, you need the two things. You need community, you need leadership. Hey, you need a personal trainer who's going to tell you, hey, your technique's wrong. Uh, the things that you're looking into are wrong. Your nutrition's bad. Someone who's actually going to guide you, which is what a leader should do, um, and build you up um, with positive criticism. But then you also need that community, as you spoke about, to yeah keep you accountable. Uh, also give you uh, criticism uh, positive, but always very, uh, what's the one for, very helpful. Because, like Jada said, you need people that are going to call you out. Not all your friends are going to sit you down and say, hey, man, you um, – and let's definitely – let's bring it to this situation because Jada and I, we had a lot of discussion about this. But um, a lot of your friends aren't going to tell you to not have sex before marriage and to be celibate. Not Your homies aren't going to do that for you. Your church community, they're more inclined to do that for you, especially if they're real. But your, your homies aren't going to tell you, like, if you come up like, hey, man, I'm about to, you know, be in this girl, and I think, you know, Saturday night we're going to do it. Your, your homies might be like, oh, that's awesome. But your church members like, whoa, whoa, you messing up. No, you need to treat her right, and you need to live by God and by what he says about sex before marriage. So that's just a good example. Uh, I think a good example. It was a great example. All right, she thinks it's a great example. That's, that's five stars on Amazon. But, um, but yeah, so I think leadership and community is great. Um, and definitely two things, uh, two different variables that come to equal a great equation of, having a good relationship with God, or at least starting off with one. And then maybe later on, once you get to the point where it can happen, and there's no problem with that, which Jada spoke about, where you feel like you're not growing here, then branching off, at least you have though that foundation, a strong foundation and a good stepping stone to say, I can go and read on my own, or I can go and move to a different church, or maybe if you're so inclined, start my own church. Uh, those are all things that I think are possible. Uh, once you have that good foundation and you always have a good community and good leadership that you can go back to. Agreed. I think that um, community for me has, I have had you on several occasions as I've grown and like me and Brandon have only been married for two years for people that don't know going on three in March of next year. So, but in October 7th, it's going to be our anniversary of five years. When we started dating, <laughs> so just dropping that. <laughs> He's on his own on that one. <laughs> but um, Lanisha has done such a great job of checking me and, like, learning what it is to be a wife and uh, having to bite your tongue in certain situations or learning to encourage in certain situations. And I feel like if I didn't have a community that allowed me to interact with you or even go to that church to meet you, 
Okay, because that's how I met her. It's through church, and then we built a community based off of that. So, again, you guys, it's essential to have this starting out. Um, but if you weren't there to check me the way that I needed to be checked, unlike other friends that weren't like-minded and within the word and um, lived by that and was governed by that, um, I don't think I would have been able to grow as a wife the way that I needed to in that aspect. You know what I mean? Um, so community for have done, what has community done for you, babe? Like, how has community helped you? Uh, community has done a lot. So, and I guess giving a little backstory about my relationship with God and my track record with going to church, uh, pretty much always been Christian, Christian Southern, Southern Baptist. Um, my dad was in the military. So with that, we moved around a lot. So in Florida, we had a regular church. In Mississippi, we had a regular church. But when we came here to North Carolina, we uh, didn't necessarily have a regular church. Um, in times where I would go visit other relatives, then we might go to church with them. We would usually go to church with them, but we didn't have a home church in North Carolina. So, But my dad, strong Christian, never we never had a problem with identifying as Christian. We still prayed over food, still thanked God for the things we had, and prayed for God in the times that were hard. So I never didn't identify as a Christian, but there was a time where this is where I would say as my faith was there, but my walk in faith was very stagnant. What are you doing? You clapping? That's Ooh. right, babe. Make that distinction. Okay, but yeah, just my walk of faith was still there, but it was stagnant. I still um, helped people when I saw people needed help. I still, like I said, prayed to God. But was I opening the book the and, and looking at the word and actually educating myself? Uh, was I looking for anything deeper? No, it was pretty stagnant. So now... Uh, at the point where I'd say Jade and I, we've been dating for five years, and it's been five years that we have met a lot of our friends and a lot of our community is through our church, through the church when we were going to Elevation. And we've had a very deep connection with a lot of people there. We um, have learned uh, different aspects of the Bible. I've learned to look at the Bible different ways, especially with Jada. We've read different books. We've studied different, um, different what is it called? different Bible studies and devotionals. Yes, uh, thank you. Yeah, devotionals. And I've just learned to look at the Bible in a different light and also take notes, kind of go back and reread those and kind of think about things a little differently. But all that wouldn't happen without that community, those other people to hold you accountable. And once again, going back to the people from Elevation to call you and say, hey, how's everything going? Hey, you're going to be at church. Hey, I've seen this uh, this new book. You guys should give it a read. So. It's, it's been really important, really impactful. I feel like for girls, just because you're the only guy in this conversation, I feel like for girls, we always talk about, Sorry, like, up. our problems together and, like, we problem solve together or we vent together. I feel like in your community of guys that you guys have, do you have, do you feel like you have that with the guys in our, our circle? Do you feel like you could be real and authentic with them, especially now that we've developed this uh, group of people not necessarily associated with church, not to say that the community that we have within the church is any different, but the community that we've had through COVID specifically, do you feel like those group of guys, it's uh, it's easier for you guys to like challenge each other and like you said, give positive criticism and like, you know, lean on each other as you guys have grown as men, as husbands? Uh, I'd say it's definitely different than women. There's a different way that men and women express themselves. 
Uh, and I think a lot of people can relate to that that are listening to this. But um, I do think we still do reach out. We do contact each other. We do uh, let each other know how everything's going on. And we do ask, like, hey, man, is there anything I should pray for you about? Uh, we necessarily as men don't get into, uh, you know, there's other things that sometimes dominate conversations like video games, football, uh, things like that. So do we necessarily say, hey, man, I read this awesome chapter. Uh, and you should check it out. No, it has happened. That does happen, but does it happen as frequently as I've seen? Uh, Jada has done it with uh, any of her uh, other friends, other women friends. No, but uh, it's there. It's there. And with men, it's the the caring is there. The um, the purpose is there. It's just expressed differently. Gotcha. That makes sense. What about you, Anisha? What has like community meant for you um, in your walk with Christ? Um, I think community has definitely sort of um, <laughs> popped a bubble of isolation that I put around myself oftentimes. <laughs> um, I am, I think it's called an ambivert or omnivert. I can't remember the exact word for it, but coming up with new introvert. Terms. No, it's, it's, it is a word. It's beyond I, the that, introvert and extrovert. She didn't found a subset oh of Lord. introvert and extrovert. Oh my. Tony, Real. Tony can't get nowhere. <laughs> I am, in my groups of friends, I am very like extroverted. I'm usually like, I don't want to say life of the party, but we are life of the party. Don't play. expression. But generally, I'm a pretty, like, person, and oftentimes I don't seek out the community that I need. Um, me being a giver and a nurturer kind of personality, it is definitely more difficult for me to seek out community. But I have, say, I have to say, like, with the community that I have built, especially when I joined um, my last church and just continuing those connections outside it has definitely forced me to kind of come out of my shell mm -hmm. um, and kind of be able to literally what the bible says being able to bear one another's burdens it has literally kind of forced me to do that yeah. which is great and um i think it's 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 awesome when you can have fun with your friends and yeah. do activities and that's great yeah. but i think it's awesome when you can literally break bread when i say break bread, i mean like break down the word of god yeah. with people that you're doing life with yeah. and challenge each other you can call each other out you can pray for each other and you can literally i think it builds stronger bonds and i think it really is a picture of what god really intended our relationships and friendships to be like right just like, okay, well, we enjoy biking, so now we're friends. No, God, God wants it to be on such a deeper level. Yes. I feel like God called us friends, and just the level that he loves us and cares for us, has ties up and holds us accountable, and not only that, sends a helper of the Holy Spirit to convict us. Hey. We should know the importance of community and friendship and yes. knowing that not just to serve your comfort, but to definitely um, grow you. So yeah, yeah. that's for me, for sure. Yeah, I think, 
I guess takeaway from this conversation I want listeners to understand is that my question of does a physical location of a church or regularly attending a church does that um, is that important to your growth? It depends on your love where you are with your um, walk of faith. If you have not established that faith, please get involved in a church. It's, it's a necessity to learn who God is, like, um, and what he means to you, um, and learning how to um, grow in relationships that Nisha and Brandon have t- touched on very well um, with people that are living their lives based off of the Bible. Um, it's important to find that community. Um, and through your walk of faith, hopefully you're maturing in that. And if you have reached a level of maturity as I have myself, and you have been attending the same church, like Anisha said, for 20 years, five years, five months, whatever. And you know some of the sermons are rerun. And you, um, are, you know that you're not growing anymore. It is perfectly fine if you have a, a good community beyond just your friends on Instagram and Facebook, but a community of believers that you can fellowship with. Fellowship is um, praying together. It could be digging into the word together. It could be challenging one another, but fellowship with people of like-mindedness. If you have that and you have reached a level of maturity and you are in search of a new church, it is perfectly fine to be living in the in-between of not having a church home and attending different churches online it's totally fine um attending different churches online is fine during COVID because we can't go to a physical location anyways but having pastoral leadership in that in between of some kind is important as well do not negate from this podcast that churches are irrelevant churches serve a purpose that's why they're there um but and it's to establish your faith. It is to encourage you. However, if you're the vision of that church you don't 100% agree with or you have matured in your faith, meaning you have established your faith and you have grown and you feel that the teaching or the teaching style is no longer impactful to you and you now have a community of believers and you can fellowship with them, you can be in the in-between of looking for a new church home and exploring other churches. It is totally comfortable. It was very freeing for me to um, learn that during COVID, and it was a discussion I felt like a lot of people I ran into, not even friends, just everyday people in attending all these virtual churches and carrying on side conversations. I've learned that this is something that a lot of people have thought about or has been weighing on them, and um, I do, again, believe that it's important to have a church home. It is important to search for a church home and be under a constant covering. But during COVID, none of us can be in a physical location. So don't harp on the fact that if you are in this in-between of finding a new church home and um, having a community, as long as your community is strong and you really are using it, if you have it and not using it, you're not tapping into something that God intended for you to have. Um, So definitely tap into those communities. Got anything else to say? Brandon or Lanisha to wrap it up. I'll let you go first, B. Oh, you're so sweet. Uh, <clears throat> so I think I say that um, 
to the initial question is having a uh, actual church home physical location or just a regular church you attend to uh important to your walk of faith going with this said yeah i believe it is i think um just to keep you from going stagnant as i spoke about before i think it, it can it'll stop things like that from happening for the most part um i don't to, to call it a church home, like that you go to, I guess a home is a consistency, but there's, I, I guess the one thing I want to draw is there's no contractual agreement and there's, you know, you're laughing, but I'm saying this because it, it was a big question when me and Jada started dating, it's like a, a church home, like what's the point? I can, it's not like if I leave, Pastor Steven's going to be like, oh, you can't come back for five visits. Like that's your penalty fee or something. Like you can go, you can check out Pastor Steven at Elevation, uh, check him out for a few weekends and then say, hey, switch it up. And go see Darius Daniels at his church, and then go see Mike Todd and a few other pastors out there, Jake TD Jakes. You can bounce around in a way. You know, you, you kind of want to be grounded and know what you're looking for because uh, all these pastors, A, great pastors, uh, B, they preach the word of God, but they all have different styles. So, with that, and you might even want to go to a more small town local church, you might want to go back to that. There's always something for you to get from these. So even if you're someone who doesn't go to a physical location, all these, a lot of these churches post things on YouTube. There's always a sermon that even if it's not on Sundays, you can check it, you can catch up with it, you can see what's he preaching, just to once again stop you from becoming stagnant in your faith. Because uh, it's always good to know that you're a Christian, you identify with that, um, <clears throat> and you actually seek to um, to preach the word of God. And to live by that, but as long as you, yes, sir. Sorry, uh, as long as uh, you don't become stagnant in that, and you're always trying to learn and grow in your faith, that's the most important thing. Your turn, Ethan. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, to wrap mine up, I personally feel whether you go to church or whether you go in a barn and sing songs of worship to the Lord, intentionality is what's important. Amen. I, I believe that having your intentions when you go to a church home, to be a part of that church home, to be a far, part of the fiber of that church, to be a part of serving, to be a part of um, growing from that leadership, I think that is important and paramount, whether you are a new babe in Christ or whether you've been a Christian the majority of your life. I think that is important for your aspect of your growth. I also think that is an important not think that you need to be one dimensional and only receive and that's the only way you can receive. I think it is important as Brandon said to continue to seek um other 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 styles of preaching um or even just other just words from other other pastors also of course that are in line with what um, your um, faith is um, biblically based, of course. But I think both of those are important. I think they are not mutually exclusive. I think they are. They work together, and I think they're both um, just as important. And we shouldn't do away with one or the other. Mm -hmm. I just we just need to work work both of those together because I feel they are definitely both pillars of your faith and are both necessary and needed. So it's not a one or the other. You need both. Period. And however that mix turns out for you in your walk of faith, nobody else should be able to dictate it because your walk is unique to you. 
it is not one way street for anybody's walk of faith. It is there is no like twelve steps to a perfect walk. That's not does not does not existent. Okay. All right, you guys. Um, I will we'll see you guys next time. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and um, enjoy the rest of your day.